Hello? Why is my camera? I don't have fucking camera on. Oh, I don't want a video chat. Hello? Hello? You guys wanking? What's ah. going on? Man, I'm down in my basement. The light's not turning on. I'm trying to get through cables in the dark. It's like the scariest time I've ever spent in my basement. Where's Eric? He's down in your basement. <laughs> you said wanking it? He's wanking. Oh, my God. Just so you know, this show already started. I hit record. We'll do the intro in a second. Eric. Probably the best material we ever had. <laughs> it's, it's what happens before the show starts. Eric. Is my, is my mic okay this time? Can you, you hear me? I can hear you, man, but the volume is a little bit on the low side. Really? Yeah, right, I don't know on. why. How about now? Better? Yeah. It's almost like you're Better? talking into it. You gotta get you gotta you gotta get your lips think, right up on the mic. No, it's I'm look how far back right Eric on. is. Eric, where's your headset? No. Oh yeah, Dude, I, I have a headset on. My, this is on my mouth. I think it's my connection, <laughs> not not the mic. No, you're good now. You're good. Okay, it's you're good my now. connection. Nope. It's the connection. Oh, there we go. Better? Better. Okay. Well, this is the this is the beginning. This is the pre-show to the show for the end of 2021. All right. Let's let's give people the intro that they know and love so they don't feel left out. Here we go. Spirits and more radio. Like touch my shoulder, touch my hair. Starts now. And I said, what in the hell is that? Spirits and more radio starts now. Welcome to Spirits and More Radio. You guys have already been chilling with us since before this show started, which is a first in all 40 episodes. That's never, ever happened. Anyway, uh, we are coming to the end of 2021, and we wanted to say Happy New Year to you. So I got Eric Van Leer on the line, who's been a part of all kinds of shows. I've got Ace Jordan on the line, who's been part of all kinds of shows and we're just going to talk about some interesting stuff we found about this year and and eric's going to talk about wrestlers and ace is going to talk about hiking and and i don't know what i'm going to talk about i but am we right. <laughs> but we just wanted how cut okay so you guys can't see this but we're using messenger i see eric eric sees me and ace is hiding in the dark what are you doing ace are you wearing something that you don't want to reveal to the rest of us oh can i can i just be audio today you are I, I know, but dude, we've never done a show where we're all watching each other. I don't come I don't on, dude. Watch you guys. <laughs> I, I got a I got a pack for a camping trip, so Yeah. So so yeah, you wanted to be out of here early, dude. You said you're getting up early tomorrow. What's going on? 
Uh, just climbing a couple mountains. Which mountains? Uh, Strawberry and Josephine. How many deaths have there been on that trail? Because, you know, people talk about going on these big old hikes and, you know, people freeze to death and, and then someone else comes across the frozen body and they forgot to pack a lunch. So they like barbecue it up and go down, chow down on it with some seasonings. And then, you know, yeah, like, one time, one time when I was on, uh, Ontario in the Baldy range, um, there was four bodies up there at the time. I mean, I did, I didn't see any, but I thought I might like run into one. No kidding. Like for reals. Yeah. yeah for real. Yeah. Like people who had been lost and then they were later discovered after, but when you were up there, they had been up yeah. there too. They're lost and like the snow covers them up or they fall into a ravine or something. Right. And, I don't uh, do lots of hiking, of, but I know about the Donner party. It always comes to mind when I think about snow and ice and, and all that and stuff. These are, these are generally pretty easy. Um, Cause uh, Miriam's going and I don't want her to get killed. Right. Right. Eric. Tell the people who don't know anything about the Donner Party who maybe immigrated to this country and just didn't get that part of American history. Share with us what happened. Yeah, it was a group of people that uh, got stranded in the snow at a place that's actually now called Donner Pass. And, uh, you know, for survival, they had to resort to cannibalism. Was they that, didn't have to. They wanted to. They wanted to. Was that different from the uh, sports team that crashed the plane up somewhere in the snow and then they there was a cannibalistic scene there as well? Is that a whole different story? I'm not familiar with that one, actually. Yeah, there was a whole movie made about... Yeah, called uh, Alive. The movie's called Alive. Was it called Alive? Yeah. And then they're yeah. sitting there together. It's like it's like the three of us just you know talking like this and and then Eric just dies and, and Ace and I are talking and... <laughs> They and Ace were, starts uh, looking at Eric and I'm like, dude, is this going to go down? And then it goes down and you can't believe it. And yeah. And then the last thing you know, like all of a sudden you're like making some chili out of your friend. I just saw, uh, well, not just, but a little while back, I finally saw that movie raw and very overrated. I don't understand why people had to leave the theater. I guess a lot of people have weak stomachs or something, but raw. What was that what one was about? Expecting. What was raw about? I missed that. Raw is about a girl, uh, in veterinary school and she goes through a hazing ritual and she's actually a vegetarian, but Ooh, during the I like that. Ritual, <laughs> Yeah, during the hazing ritual, um, one of the things they do is they have her eat uh, raw meat. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like pig guts or something. I don't remember. But she eats this raw meat. And, oh, Steve, this appears. So I'm the only one on camera. No, I'm back. Oh, I just did a screenshot because I was looking at my face. Oh, okay. And while you're telling this story, I'm like, this is a good, good share <laughs> moment. Because I'm like, I'm smiling so big at the idea of a vegetarian eating someone's yeah, friend. So, <laughs> so she... Uh, <laughs> She eats raw meat and then she starts consuming uh, meat, you know, after being a vegetarian. And uh, yeah. she's with her sister and um, her sister accidentally cuts off her finger. So Ooh. instead of her saving it, you know, and taking the finger to the doctor, she decides to eat it. Oh. <laughs> and, um, Dude, how did I miss this? How did I miss this? It's called raw. It, it came out in the theater. Yeah, and it got a lot of publicity because people had to leave uh, the theater Weak. because they were getting sick. 
Oh my God, Jesse. man. Exactly. Thanks Ace. That's truth. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Wow. I'm going to go back and see that. That sounds like, you know, it's not 2022. So I still have, what are we down to like the last 36 hours or something of, of this year yeah, tonight, uh, tonight, um, tonight has already been crazy. Um, I'm on here, so I don't know what's going on, but I heard there was a uh, double shooting in North Hollywood, and right now there's a fire at a military museum in South El Monte, and uh, close to me, actually, there's a traffic accident where a fire hydrant got sheared, and there's electrical wires down all over. So tonight, it's only 10 o'clock. Tonight has been crazy. So, so Eric, uh, just so the audience knows, like you're into numerology as well. You believe in like patterns of numbers being meaningful and i can imagine that new year's eve is a big night so you already sort of like revealed that some things are going down you anticipate a lot of a lot of crazy shit happening tomorrow night yeah well actually it's gematria it's a little bit different from numerology it's like a equals one b equals two where you could do the reverse z equals one and actually if you look at john wooden's death uh um, I'm sorry, not John Wooden, John Madden, uh, his recent death. There's a lot of gematria behind that having to do with the Raiders and different scores. And there's a guy, not to plug his site, I have nothing to do with it, but there's a site called Gematria Effect News. Uh -huh. And he pretty much breaks all of that stuff down and then people comment on it. And it's, it's really interesting. I mean, take it for what it is. I mean, gematria comes from Hebrew. So a lot of people think the English equivalent doesn't equate, but it is very, some of the stuff is very convincing. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, I've never spent much time thinking about that, but um, I, I mean, know I that hitting. a lot of people, I know New Year's Eve is just known. I mean, you got a lot of people drinking, you got a lot of people on the roads, mm -hmm. you know, so there's, it's bound to be a crazy night. You got people shooting guns up in the air at midnight. You got <laughs> illegal fireworks going on. You got people stripping down nude and running down Hollywood Boulevard. It's a, it's a <laughs> yeah, big night. I mean, night. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it was just luck, coincidence, or what. But um, not last year, but I think it was two years ago during uh, March Madness, which is the NCAA basketball tournaments. I was hitting literally six or seventeen parlays using, you know, this methodology, and people wow. think, you know, there's some people that think that sports are scripted. Yeah, I know you know a little bit about sports betting. I mean, it's hard to hit a three-team parlay. I was hitting six or seventeen parlays. Um, and I'm using that think, method. Yeah, and wow. I mean, it's like, um, like just for an example, a quick, quick, easy example. Um, Belichick won his sixth championship at the age of 66, you know, 666. So, I mean, that's yeah. just a quick, easy example. I see. Hey, Ace, go ahead and take, yeah. dude, take off the, um, take off the stockings in the wig and get on this, uh, sh show yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know so, I'm doing video. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm moving around trying to get this thing. Okay. Up. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so this is the end of your show. So, um, Eric, you were the first guest on Spirits and More Radio like three years ago now. I think 2017, show number one. Um, mm -hmm. a, a lot's been going on. You've got <clears> – <throat> now, you told me February is it 8th that you've kind of dropped in the last few shows we've all done together that uh, you're part of a Vice TV show, and now there's a solid date on the air date, right? 
February 8th at 10 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a show, uh, an hour-long show. I'm the protagonist. Unfortunately, I'm afraid to see it <laughs> for, for uh -huh. certain reasons that may or may not play out. So this um, is your moment. This is your chance before everybody sees it. Like, you know, like lay it out. Like whatever you can tell, whatever you can say legally, right? Like at this moment in time, like share your concerns because I know that you were saying to us that you felt like the producers were um, really digging into one topic and you kind of feel right. them like shaping the show and you kind of have a feeling on what they might do, but you're not sure. Well, I'll just say it is reality TV. So, you know, you could take it for what it is. Right. Um, but it's an hour long show. I'm the protagonist. Uh, the show is about me. Um, and it's basically uh, Fidel DiHaro, who you both know are in it. Uh, and then my mom is in it as well, actually. Yeah. And it's just about my life and uh, my life and demon hunting. Right. What about so, so what about Gay Fish? Is he in it? Uh, he is not. Uh, <laughs> for reasons I won't discuss. Um, probably the same reasons uh, he didn't stay. You know. <laughs> so, what are your concerns? Like, okay, you said it's reality TV. You think that they're gonna make you out to be this guy that runs around and always thinking of demons, you know, trying exactly. to fuck you or something like that exactly a hundred percent i mean there was just there was um one scene we were on location and uh, i wanted to talk about different aspects of my life yeah um you know the police and fire stuff and the wrestling and it just got uh kept bringing back to one subject and uh, at one point i actually got upset and, yeah um well it is a show about demons about so you think that they're like okay this guy has some experience with this and and so they just pushed it past reality exactly i mean i wanted them to show different aspects of my life as well and show me as a more rounded person which hopefully i am right 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 um yeah that it's know, not because i've known you quite some time and for sure like you've since i've known you you've never said anything about demon hunting so you know i mean i know yeah, you've done I stuff have, in the back yeah. and then you do things here and there but it's not it's seriously not a like this dude wakes up in the morning, has a Red Bull, and then goes and, you know, plays dominoes with demons somewhere, you know? Right. Although I did have a really, I think it was two nights ago, I did have a really uh, surreal, um, I don't, I, it might have even been real, but it was a really, um, really fucked up nightmare about demons. And yeah. I'll admit, you know, I had to, uh, I had to put my TV on for a little while um, Com and like compose myself. Pull back a bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, I mean, there's situations where, you know, they talk about people's lucid dreams and or when you wake up. I mean, I've found myself in times when there's some weird thing going on in my head when I'm sleeping and I wake up and it takes a second to, like, get back to grounding. Okay, that was a dream, you know? And for some people- Yeah, my just, bed- I, I, in my dream, um, I mean, I saw this demon's face and my bed was shaking. And then when I woke up, my bed actually did shake. But I mean, that could be neurological. You know, I'm not going to chalk that up. You know, anything. you know, a weird. So I'm going to just share something personal. That's it's not like it happens all the time. But at points in time, I have sort of had like a, a vision in my mind. You know, like you can visualize something and see we can all visualize the 
you know, um, old steam powered train, right? Like we all know what that looks like. <clears throat> so there have been moments where like I've been interrupted in thought and seen some kind of like thing that looks kind of evil, like an evil creature of some sort. And it's a bit creepy, but it's just strange because it really like it stops everything and you see this vision and, and then it goes away and it's just sort of like, you know, where did that come from? You know, why did well, I just thing, see that? Yeah, this thing that I saw, the best way to describe it is it pretty much looked like, um, I mean, I'm not a big Star Wars nerd, but um, I think it was Darth Maul, the, the, the guy with the red face, yeah. kind of evil looking. Yeah. Oh, it looked kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, so my <clears throat> my daughter and I've told this story somewhere in the in the history of this show. But she saw this thing in the car one time and I saw her sort of like bat at it with her fingers, you know, like trying to like is that real? Like taking your hands and trying to put your hand through something. And anyway, she um she saw this thing and she got upset. And then we got home and I didn't want to talk about it. But the next morning she seemed like she was in a good mood and I'm like, Hey, you know, that thing you saw, you said it was real scary. Could you like sketch it out? And she sketched it out. And that was the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. I was like, wow. It was like this face that was all, um, like the face was, um, decayed, you know, like a, like a zombie kind of decayed, but then it has, uh, it had dreadlocks and it just had, that's what we saw. And then it had that's just, what we saw at uh, Garden Grove. Hotel and then it Garden just had Grove. like a dark eye sockets, like no eyeballs, just dark eye sockets with dreads and the face falling apart. <laughs> that's that's pretty much uh, what we experienced at Garden Grove. It was like what you're talking about with the. It wasn't really dreadlocks; it was more like Medusa hair. But it looked, it kind of looked exactly. And I actually talked to uh, Oren Pelly and Philip Friedkin about this. Oh no, killing, um, kidding. Yeah, it looked it looked like uh, the lady in Black from Insidious. Oh, how how did you uh, reach out to Oren? I've known that guy for a long time, pre his yeah, movie I I, history. I I know Oren, and then uh, he's living in New Zealand now. And yep. then uh, Philip Friedkin is a guy. He's actually a guy. Actually, played the lady in Black in Insidious. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 a, a yeah British actor. Okay, cool, cool so funny that guy will go to like uh halloween trade shows and sign a bunch of autographs and you don't really know it was him but they say it's him yeah ace and yeah, i that's went, the lady in black hey what eric uh, so ace and i on the last show we talked about uh, uh winter screams or season screamings you did you go did you get out there i did what'd you, i did I what'd you think day. what'd you think um i kind of pretty much just uh Went through it pretty quickly and just filmed. I think I was there for about two hours, three hours at the most. Yeah. Yeah, I was, was there was a lot cool. less. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Ace, you've been so quiet, man. What's going on? You're packing for a trip? Yeah, I'm just going climbing tomorrow. Locally, right? With Miriam. Miriam. Yeah. What's Miriam's uh, Instagram? Miriam Hikes or something like that? Uh, Miriam went hiking. Miriam went hiking. She did. So, um, what was Ace, it? Can you, uh, can you, um, oh God, I forgot what it's called. Um, uh, wipe before you flush. Yeah. Can you, can you free climb Don Wall and El Capitan for me? I don't do that type of climbing. That, that would be an adrenaline rush. Don Wall <laughs> is probably the hardest free climb in the, one of the hardest free climbs, except maybe for some places in Switzerland and France. 
I or you t- could do uh, you can do Hamsheller and Cave in Norway. That's a pretty tough one. You know, I know ne- in this whole time I've never told my Bigfoot story. I want to tell it right now. Oh, when did you see the Bigfoot? Okay, so uh, my good long time, like longest friend of mine since oh, I was seven years old. Uh, his family went out to Lake Paris, and his stepdad had this like big are the ski boat with a big old V8 engine in it all hyped up with a supercharger. <clears throat> and so we go out there and we arrive at night and this is at Lake Paris somewhere. And I haven't been back since, but it was a very long time ago. Uh, but there were these Hills and the sun, was, the sun was going down, but you could still see the outline of the, the Hills. And so the Hills were like a deep black, you know, with like a real deep, Did they have eyes. They didn't, I did not see eyes in the Hill. But, but what happened is uh, we started to walk towards it and we got too scared. You know, we're like 10 years old. And so we go back to the, to this playground. That's like halfway between the Hills and the campsite with the fire pit going campfire going. And so we're talking about whatever, you know, like whatever you talk about at 10 years old. And I'm just like behind him are the Hills. And I just keep thinking about Bigfoot, you know, and I'm like, damn, those Hills look like where Bigfoot lives. And so we're sitting there talking and talking and he was holding the soda. You know, we had a couple cans of soda and, uh, and then he, uh, he's sitting there telling his story and I just start to get more and more anxiety and creeped out about Bigfoot coming at us out of these Hills, you know, in the dark. And I'm sitting there and like, just finally I'm overwhelmed and I jump up and I run like 15 feet and I'm like Bigfoot. And he's like, what? And he's sitting there and I point behind him and I say, Bigfoot like that. And I run. Well, he just runs. He never looked to see if there was a Bigfoot. He just runs. And so we're running top fucking speed. We get back to the campfire and he's like, dude, what happened? What Bigfoot? What Bigfoot? And I'm like, dude, I thought I felt like Bigfoot was coming. And I look at him and he's all wet. And I'm like, what happened to you, man? And I'm looking and he's still holding the soda can and it's all crunched down. He clenched down on it so bad, but he ran with it in his hands so fast that like he just like soaked himself in soda. It was so hilarious, dude. <laughs> but we were just like, it just, dude, it was as, as if I saw Bigfoot. I'll just tell you that. I felt like I saw the thing. You know, it's like the darkness. Did you, did you see him? No, I, I didn't see a Bigfoot. I just felt like there was a Bigfoot coming up on us. And some you know, people, will, some Oregon, people will say that one. some people will say that, uh, you know, just feeling that there's a Bigfoot coming up on you means a Bigfoot's coming up on you. Right. Cause they're interdimensional now. Lots of people like Check to out say my that camera. This is- since there's no trail cams, like they're not getting them on trail cams. So the next, everybody jumps to the next thing, which is, oh, well then they're interdimensional and the, and they know there's a trail cam. So they go invisible around the trail cams. <laughs> anyway, Ace, you said who saw a Bigfoot in Oregon? Uh, Vicky, who I stayed with up in Oregon, she she told me a Bigfoot story up in the Pacific Northwest woods. She saw Bigfoot, and she was hundred percent serious about it, huh? Yeah, dead serious. What was the story? Was, Tell us the story. Um. Oh, sorry. Look at my camera. This is the kind of paranormal stuff I deal with on a daily basis. Okay, I'm looking at your camera. What part? It was, it was, look at it. It's like going in and out and blurring. It's not doing it right this second, but everyone's no, there. I'm uh, not moving it. Look at that. No, I see it. I wouldn't call that paranormal though. 
here's, right here, there. Yeah, I see it. I see it. But here's auto what auto exposure. That's the camera trying to deal with those bright lights up there and the darkness oh, okay. in your face. I don't know. Yeah, tech, I'm trying tech, to focus on your face and it's scaring the camera. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's having trouble doing what it's supposed to do, but it's trying. Okay, so you don't really, dude. Someone tells you a real Bigfoot story and you weren't paying attention, Ace. No, I was paying attention. I'm just oh. trying to remember all the, the important details. She okay. was, she's, I mean, she lives up in Oregon. She lives in one of the uh, near, probably the biggest hotspot for for Sasquatch activity in the world, as far as sightings and yeah. so forth. Um, she went to some, some sketchy part in the woods. and uh, She was driving away, and she said she saw the thing stand up and look at her. In her rear view mirror. No, she she saw it square away. Oh, in front of her, it was squatting and yeah. it stood up. Yeah, it was squatting and then like stood up, and she described exactly how it stood up and how it behaved. And, wow. and then I think she she got scared and left. And she was convinced she said, she that it was it not was, a human being. Was, yeah, she said it was about looked like about seven feet tall. And um, interesting. Ba- based on the movement that she described. Uh, it couldn't have been a bear or anything like that. Right, right. Uh, it definitely had a human, maybe ape-like type movements. I see. Yeah. And much bigger than the humans, too. Right, right, right. And I asked her if it smelled because I know the skunk ape, skunk ape stories about right. Bigfoot smelling really bad. And I, she said she don't, just didn't recall it having you know, a bad odor or whatever. But she did smell some Chinese food blown in. Yeah, Eric <laughs> left some Chinese in the back of the car. <laughs> That's why she didn't smell the the skunk part. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, I tried to pull up some cool stories for this show, you guys. Um, and I would be surprised if anyone read what I read. But um, what did you read? Well, there was I the one a, I sent you a thing too, but then I forgot what the heck I sent you. Okay, so. Um, these were cool stories. Uh, this year, there was a wizard. And let me see if I can do this without disconnecting you guys. I don't think so because, nope, I cannot because it's part of this app. Uh, anyway, there's a wizard in the Scandinavian countries. And he's been on the payroll for two decades, I believe. And his job was to do wizardly things. And he's been doing wizardly things all this time. And then this year... They told them that they're not going to need them for wizardly things anymore. And people speculated that it was maybe some comments he made that were not in the spirit of current times with regard to uh, how people should be treated that don't have a a penis. Um, He basically said something like, oh, yeah, I never hit women because... They would tell other people and I'd get in trouble, which is not cool at all um, to hit anybody anyway. So uh, he said something like that and people are speculating that that's the reason they let him go because they said they need to be more with the times. And he, um, he basically uh, said, I'm not going to leave until someone kills me. And so he continues to go to this Christ, uh, Christ something center and he said he's going to be a wizard until someone kills him. He's going to continue to go, even though they're not paying him. And his salary was was a whopping $10,000 a year. So 
he made 20 grand for two years of wizardly duties. But I thought that was crazy. Who's like, like he looks like a wizard too. He's wearing a cape. He's got the hat. He's got the beard. Who would have known that there are these opportunities out there? You were doing wizardly things at my party. Uh, that's true. You know, there, okay, let's get into that. <clears throat> there are followers of Christianity who uh, take a real um, hardline approach and have very strict following rules of the Bible as they know it. And anyway, some of those people, and I thought this was a joke because I've been into doing magic since I was a kid, but there was someone out there who was putting together these videos and saying basically like, this is a demon. And when they tell you that it's just some props or some special thing, that's just to throw you off their, their real trail, which is that they're actually doing magical things and using demonic powers. And I was like, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, this is, this can't be real. But then I dove a little further into it and uh, yeah, yeah, there are people who really see these things. And the funny thing about that is like, you know, they show some guy on Venice beach and he's floating on a floating on a rug, you know, and he's doing stuff. And it's like, these are very well-known magical illusions, you know, that anyone could go online and buy and perform. But I think there's a subset of people that want to believe that that's a demon possessing a human and allowing him to float on a rug. So anyway, check them out on YouTube. They've kind of gone, I, you know, like the original ones I saw have kind of disappeared, but there's still some of those videos out there. But anyway, yeah, that's surprising, right? That this church organization in, in the Scandinavian countries would literally hire a wizard with a beard and a, and a cape and everything, which is kind of crazy. Are you trying to say that the man floating on the street corner isn't legit? <laughs> I'm not, man. What it is is there's a, and I'm going to break magician's rules right now just to put those naysayers in their place about demon, demon demonic forces. But basically, yeah, you throw down a big steel half-inch plate that has a welded rod in the corner that goes up, and then mm -hmm. that welded rod goes from one edge of the plate to the far edge and you can literally attach a chair to it and sit there and it looks like you're floating in the air and they disguise it in a way that you can't really see what's going on no demonic feature yeah there's no demonic like anything involved it's physics is what it is it's the physics demon strikes again physics takes the fun takes the fun out of there was another funny story uh well this isn't funny either but uh interesting story uh, out of Israel, and I think Eric got a kick out of this one. Eric, do you remember the Israel story about the guy uh, being sentenced to 8,000 years <laughs> yeah. for child support not paid? So apparently they're have? planning oh to God. work this guy. This guy's going to be working for 8,000 years. He'll be making payments to his great-great-grandchildren. That's crazy. I don't think he's going to live that long. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. My ears are perked up like that RCA dog listening to the gramophone. He might, but it doesn't seem very likely. No one has before. I know. What other crazy stuff is going on? I know Eric, you Eric is a Eric likes to follow the action in Los Angeles County 
to fill his time with uh, lots of excitement. And you, well, we got you can a... find Eric in the <laughs> middle of the night on the 101 with his camera out <laughs> filming a car on fire. So, uh, yeah, that's like a hobby of yours, right? Or do you sell the actual stuff and make money off that? I mean, mostly just. Are you a stinger? YouTube and stuff. No, I don't consider myself a stringer. Um, I mean, mostly for YouTube and, uh, and you know, if, just if fun. The meat. Yeah. If the media asks me for it, you know, but yeah, we're ending, we're ending 2021 crazy. Just like we started it. You know, we have bad winter storms in SoCal and cops killing 14 year olds. Yeah. I know you want to talk about that. I didn't hear that story. What happened? There's too much of that going on, but what was the case? What was this case? This was in North Hollywood. There was a uh, 415 uh, guy in the store who was assaulting customers and just causing a ruckus. 415 means disturbing the peace. And it was an ADW call also. And, uh, you know, maybe it was uh, one of the 911 callers' faults. You know, someone called and said that the guy had a gun, but um, the, the body cam footage was released at the time of the shooting. Uh, the suspect was not near the victim and, uh, the, the police officer's attorney said that he was following protocol, which I Wait, I'm lost, man. When did somebody get killed? The suspect got killed and a 14 year old got killed. This was, uh, a few weeks ago at the Burlington store in North Hollywood. And, they were shopping. Uh, were they shopping? The no, they factory? Were, yeah, the they Burlington brought their bike into their store and um, they were just acting, you know. Well, I ha- not, I mean, yeah. I, no one should get shot bringing a bike in the store, but all those videos of people I've seen that go in with like a backpack to just load it up and take off have been bringing a bicycle with them to just ride down the aisle and straight out the store. Is that what people were trying to proclaim possibly was going on? No, he wasn't riding his bike in the store. He did assault a few people with a bike lock, but basically, um, basically a 14 year old girl was sheltering in a dressing room and, uh, a police officer shot at the suspect. And now mind you, the suspect only had a bike lock. He did not have a firearm or an edged weapon, an edged weapon, you know, could be yeah. anything from a glass bottle to a knife, to a sword. Well, you can kill he, people with a bike lock. Yeah, you you uh, first of all for a bike lock, a less than lethal should be used for an edged weapon call. Even though there's been a lot of shootings over edged weapon calls, a less than lethal should be used. But um, from the video I saw, the suspect was not near the victim at the time, and he was actually moving away from the police. I did not hear the police say, "Show us your hands." Or you were anything. there? Were you there? Did they released the body cam footage? Oh, okay. From okay. the you weren't there. POV from the officer. It right, was, right, it's right. POV. So it's basically now body cams are at chest level, so you don't see exactly everything. But if you watch the video, I mean, it pretty much shows the entire area that's you know where the where the shooting happened. Yeah. And this one officer just decided to open fire. And he killed the suspect as well as a 14-year-old girl that was sheltering inside of a dressing room. And it's my opinion 
like I say, it's my opinion as well as many others that this guy should be prosecuted. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, because uh, from what I understand, you know, and I have a lot of knowledge about this type of stuff, basically from my background and everything, you know, it, it did not look like protocol is followed. And if that is the protocol, then things definitely need to be changed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. Basically, to sum it all up, a 14-year-old was killed. A 14-year-old girl getting ready for her quinceanera actually was killed over a bike lock. Yeah, yeah. I had a. I was at a Target two months ago by my house, and uh, there are a lot of uh, homeless people in this particular part of the city, and there's uh, county health is very close by, so lots of people get picked up on 5150 who are seemingly uh, not coherent and in a state of mind of being coherent, uh, go there and then they just, they release those people. So there's quite a bit of shopping and lots of things to do in the area, but there's always someone around who's being loud or has some sort of mental health issue going on. And I was in the target and I (laughs) was sitting there and all of a sudden I noticed this guy like kind of come out of nowhere and he looked like he'd been living in the streets. He was very dirty, unshaven, you know, missing some teeth, things like that. But he had wrapped himself in caution tape and wow. he was deep in this, in the target and how he ended up that far in the store. I don't know. But then I noticed a guy kind of coming out of nowhere who was playing clothes. And I, I really, the person I was with, I was like, Hey, that's a, you know, store security right there, you know, cause this guy was plain clothes and then there was another plain clothes guy hovering around too and then someone with a security shirt comes out and they're sort of like telling this guy to go he doesn't want to go he falls down on the ground like just in a fetal position well the dude this target security guy like has a some kind of tool it was like a hook and he like extends his hook out like hooks the guy on his collar and literally drags him like 400 feet down the longest way to the store, down the down the thing and outside. And everybody's watching, and I got video of it. Everybody's got video of it. And uh, the guy gets outside, and he yells a couple incoherent things and then walks off. But I was like, damn. Like, And they just walked away. Security just walked away like it was no thing but a chicken wing. I mean, like, like this, they know the guy, and this happens all the time, and they got their hook ready to go. <laughs> but I was just like, I don't mess around at Target. But I was like, wow, like you know, you think about liability and stuff. But they were just like, no, we're gonna hook you and drag you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you had some pretty big stories near you recently. I mean, there was that plane crash of the Learjet, I believe, in yeah. Santee, and then. Uh, there was snow right near you also in the uh, local mountains. Yeah, it snows here in the wintertime. I mean, that's that's not huge news, but it's <laughs> it's normal for, I mean, you know, we've missed some years where it's been too hot or whatever. But yeah, so the local snow thing, that's a pretty classic winter story. But the crashing of the plane, no. Uh, and I didn't see exactly where that plane crashed. But years ago, I used to live in a part of San Diego called University City. I want to say it was the mid nineties, 95, 96. Someone can Google it right now, but, um, an air, a Marine. Well, at the time it would have been a Navy jet. Cause that was a Navy base, Miramar Navy base. The, um, runway to line up with the runway was you basically fly over this, you know, neighborhood called university city, which was, a. some people like to call it La Jolla, 
which is known as like a, you know, kind of upper scale hoity toity place. It's not really La Jolla, but it's called the Golden Triangle. But anyway, so this plane was coming down, and the and the jet fighter, like it was a jet, like you know, like a I don't know F fifteen or something. And the thing he um, was running out of fuel, and he actually crashed into the neighborhood and like took out two houses. And one of the houses wow. had a whole family in it with a babysitter, and the babysitter and like the five kids all died. And wow. I lived in the area and it was interesting because when I first moved there, I was driving around like, this is weird. Like the whole neighborhood is kind of old houses, you know? And all of a sudden there's like two brand new houses, like clearly modern houses. You think to yourself, like, how could that be? Why would two houses on this block be rebuilt, you know, in a, in a later time? And then I, I clicked in my head. I'm like, damn, that's where that jet crashed. And so I went and I looked it up and it was where the jet crashed. So you never know. You never know your last moment. You know, I mean, I, I talk about that all the time. A jet could crash right into this thing and take me out. Yeah, you could. Uh, I believe it was in uh, uh, in Santee, I believe. Yeah, um, that's East County, on, San Diego. Yeah, if you look on uh, Twitter, you could actually hear the uh, last moments of the. Uh, oh, I heard that. pilots. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that they were like screaming in the last moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Santee is where uh, you would think the UFOs are being spotted because it is the furthest edge of the city of San Diego. It's not the city of San Diego. It's actually it's its own county. It's a it's a city within the county, I think, or just an area. But it's on the edge of San Diego, far east, closest to the desert. There are other small communities, but when one thinks of UFOs, they tend to look towards the desert because that's what we've been told. However, what it turned out, all this released footage of UFOs and, you know, these military videos and things like that off of the coast of San Diego. It turns out that the UFOs are over the ocean and all this time we've been looking towards the desert. And that's why I've never seen one because I never thought to look over the ocean. And as it turns out, some of these things have been seen like flying along and then they just submerge deep down into the water, like boom, gone. Have you guys seen those videos? I think so. I think I've seen one or two. Yeah. But, you know, who would have known that they're, you know, this sophisticated race of, of, I don't know, not humans, but mammals, maybe? No, they wouldn't be mammals. Dino, <laughs> cryptids, reptilians, probably reptilians. Um, that they're just hovering off the coast and they're just chilling underwater where nobody would look for them, you know? So... Wow. Yeah, no, it's pretty serious. There was another thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow this, but there was some information released just in the last four weeks about that the FBI had paid over a million dollars to have theologists uh, study other people within society to see how they would feel about the revealing that there's other intelligent life in the universe and had been to Earth. So it's kind of interesting, like why the government spent that money on that, you know? Wow. Well, I mean, nobody should have anxiety about it. It's it's not that they exist; it's that they're here, and we don't know what, what, why. You know? Yeah, I think they've that, already that's crossbred. Where the comes from. They're they've crossbred. Somebody told me, so I'm not going to claim to be an alien, but uh, I have B blood type, 
which is rare, and then it's negative, which is rare. And somebody said that uh, there's a group of people that believe because B blood type and it being negative just kind of popped out in history well after humans had existed and there was like, oh, O positive, O negative, and the various blood types. So it's kind of like why all of a sudden is there this new blood type that nobody's ever seen? And it's not something that, uh, it's not like a mutation. Blood type is not a mutation. So some people believe that this is like the introduction to some alien DNA into the human race that all of a sudden the blood type changed, you know, like after thousands of years of people being here or doing their thing, evolving, whatever you want to say. I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't get COVID. That's what I like to think. <laughs> and I can read Eric's mind. And I can read Ace Jordan's mind. Ace right now is saying you're full of it. He just wants to be an alien. I'm just trying to find Eric, my flashlight. <laughs> He's trying to find your flashlight. All right. Somebody else entertain us for some of this show i feel like i've been talking the whole time ace hasn't been ace say some, yeah much. like lead us down a, a path man this is the end of the year it's 2021 what was your favorite show what was your favorite spirits and more radio show this year we did a lot of them i did more this year oh, than i've I done just, any other year i like the whaley house one because i like doing stuff on location yeah where we sat out there at 2 45 in the morning yeah that's that a good one. And I was like completely wasted. So I like the fact that we were in front of the Whaley house and we knew we were going to be in front of the Whaley house and we didn't know anything about the Whaley house. Actually we did. Somebody was reading off Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything about the Whaley. Anyone who's listening, like don't listen to this show, like expecting this, like really beautifully packaged researched show. Uh, it takes a lot of time to do that. And, and I think that now we're just on the more let's chat about it and, you know, we'd like most, to get some callers. I, I wouldn't like mind some reality. callers. If some people want to be on this show and you're hearing this show, just uh, go to the website. There's a form and say, I want to be on the show. And uh, what we'll do is we'll just patch you right into the show. Just no bad words. All right. How about let's talk about the fish I had tonight for dinner? I'm just kidding. Uh, you Ace, had fish? I had fish. <laughs> I had fish. I got for Christmas this... Uh, it's called a, our new EV rental fleet. Oh my god, Eric. What is that? That was Eric. I saw a banshee fly behind his head. I like that. You know what? Of all the paranormal things you've ever heard, the word banshee, you gotta admit, man, that takes the cake. Banshee. That's that sounds scary. It sounds scary. And when you hear the story, it is scary. It's this idea of in the uh Ireland in the woods that there's a woman sound of a woman and she screams as you hear the screaming banshee and she screams and she comes through the forest and that's the last thing you hear before she takes your soul oh have any have you, have you guys seen uh missing 411 the hunted they made a sequel to it mm -mm. no tell no. us about it it's about like missing person cases like uh hikers and campers and hunters and stuff like that and there's these guys, uh, just some stories about really strange cases of some guys disappearing in the woods. And at, at the end of the, at the documentary, they have some video 
recording of some weird sounds in the woods. It almost sounds like they're chimpanzees or something. And this is like, Eric, do some sound know, effects right a, now. Chimp sounds, chimp sounds. <laughs> well, I think they were assuming they might be like Sasquatch or something like that. Yeah. They were very ape-like sounds and very terrifying to hear this in the middle of the night. Um, I oh. don't know what they were. They just kind of had, they just kind of had an ape like, like scream to them. So, I'm going to admit this and I won't say when or where this is going to happen, but I have for a very long time wanted to go out into the mountains near a campground with some powerful low profile speakers. And these things are 2000 Watts each and they're the size of a couple 12 packs of soda. Very small, very light. Don't need much power. You can run them off batteries, but they're loud. And I thought, wow, what if you could just point these things towards a campground from like, I don't know, a quarter mile away and play some recorded screeching and screaming and crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Just scare the shit that's out of people. Kind of, that's pretty much what it was, but it wasn't really like a campground. These guys were out in the middle of nowhere. So to pull, to pull off a prank like that, it would take a lot of uh, dedication. I don't think so, man. You just go out there every few nights and hit the button and play the sounds and wait till you hear about it on the internet. I like it. I'm going to do it. I like that. I love that idea. I mean, it's, it would be a good prank. You could even do it in the you. city. You could even do it in the city. You know, people are like in New Jersey, the Jersey devil and all that. I mean, if you just played this like wait, wretched, the Jersey crazy not in the city, right? He's out in the woods. Is yeah. Pine I always barrens? think, I always think about the Jersey the devil is in the pine barrens, yeah. which is a forest. Yeah. Our friends over we, at, we need uh, to do a crypto episode, a crypt cryptid episode. Our friends over at nightmare Three Sixty Five. those guys are in Jersey. And, uh, I said, if I ever get out there, they're going to take me out to the pine barrens and we're going to hunt that thing. They're going to take you out to the pine barrens with a banjo. <laughs> Jersey, man. It's not there's no banjo in Jersey. It's right across the water from New York City. I heard they have a lot of bears in Jersey, which is really strange. Uh they have a Russian wooden bear in uh Brighton Beach, which is in Brooklyn, because that's where all the Russian immigrants have settled. You can get yourself a good pierogi there. I have to verify that. I read somewhere that uh, Jer uh Jersey has the most black bears in the country you were the one who said on that show on the on the wheelie house show you gave us a little history lesson about california and black bears and how there well, were gris the, the gri more grizzly more grizzly bears than grizzly people bears. than people at uh what was it the 1840s or 1850s yeah. around that around that time there was a pro well that's that's not including like Native Americans because they didn't have like accurate counts of how many there were. <laughs> Wait a minute. But as far as Native Americans that people thought were grizzly bears, or are you talking about? <laughs> oh no, no people. I'm saying, people. I'm saying the, popu the population oh, count. Okay. Okay. This is only. Like, this I thought is there only was the people. Some old school racism going they, on. They, 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 well, it's not to say that they're any less of of a people. It's just that they weren't counted by the census. Right. So. Not surprisingly. Well, also, they probably didn't want to participate in the census either. You know? Right. A lot of people still don't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. You've been dodging those people, huh? They, they're, they're pretty ruthless. They'll come up and knock on your door. 
10 times in a week. They want to know how much you make and what you do. So what's up for 2022, you guys? What do you think is going to happen? Are we going to be out? Are we going to ever get out of this COVID viral virus fear state or is it going to continue on forever? Uh, we're probably going to have to move to Montana or someplace. That, A bunch of people move to Idaho. They don't, they're not down yeah. with the virus. They don't care. I think that's your only option at this point. There's so I many have, people from I've San Diego that have left. There's so many people from San Diego and LA and Idaho and Boise. And I said it correctly. Cause I know someone from Boise. <laughs> Um, that the people from Boise don't like the Californians. If you have a California plate, they're like, cause you're, they're changing things, right? Like there are these entire neighborhoods of newly built homes who people who live in that part of the country can't even afford. And so you got all these people from California coming in. So literally there are neighborhoods of brand new homes full of everybody like, Oh, that whole block, everyone there lived in San Diego. Everyone lived in LA. So it's a thing. I thought it was strange uh, when I was in Oregon, like how conservative it was. Because yeah. when I think of Oregon, I always think of like hippies and liberals and stuff like that. And yeah, Portland's where I, where different. I was, it was not like that at all. Oh, no. Out in the wood, you know. I got a friend who's super, super very much that way. And uh, it's so weird that in that state, you know, it's not a very big state, but you go to the biggest cities, Portland, and it's just like, you know, you got people living in tents and burning stuff down and being well, angry. Portland's a lot different than, you know, say Grants Pass. They got so bad. I know someone who lived in, in Portland who said that they moved from Portland because the homeless population of hippies and homeless people camping out there, just living on the land, got to the point where even in the suburb neighborhoods, you would just like wake up in the morning, look outside and there's some dirty hippie, like taking a bath with your garden hose. Well, at least he's taking a bath. That's better than the ones in California, <laughs> but still anyway, we love your spirit hippie people, but I don't know. It's very uh, utopian point of view. And I think that human beings are incapable of living in a way that there's no greed or power struggle. So even within hippie communities, there's a hippie, hippie God ruling everybody. There is. Yeah. <laughs> it always happens. No matter where you go, someone's going to step up and try and take over everything. Uh, okay. Wisdom. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So. Hippie wisdom. Hippie wisdom uh 2022 so yeah i don't know you know i i'm has anyone noticed the pivot of the government and i don't want to get too crazy on this topic but we're just going to talk about it so that you know this is a marker in time and we can go back and say wow what did we think way back then but um the government initially scared everybody wear a mask you're not wearing a mask you're killing someone's grandma this that super scary even though the data did not show that and media agencies like to do things like, uh, you know, skew the thing, say some, Oh, the ICU, you know, 98% of the ICUs are full, you know, but people don't know that the ICU is supposed to be that full. You know, they're making money. They need to make money. You can't have, why would you allocate a part of the hospital to have 20% people in there? You know, you want your hospital full of patients that are being treated for something and, you know, billable hours. Right. So, 
that whole thing was skewed. Oh, there's no rooms. The beds are all gone. What are we going to do? You know, but anyway, so this newest variant that came out, the latest information I saw from the Oxford University in the UK said that it turns out that this Omnicront or whatever it is, I like to call it omnivore. It just sounds better like a dinosaur, like a big dinosaur eating everybody. Um, that that actual variant is less lethal that people who get it, it travels quickly. It spreads fast. I know a lot of people I can say right now, I know five people at least who are in quarantine right now who have it. So it's spreading fast, but science is showing and the data is showing that uh, it doesn't impact you as badly. Although it looks like Eric just got taken out right there, <laughs> right during the show. Boom. He's gone. He's a, he's just one. He's a small statistic. You cannot, you know, because Eric just croaked on the show. I mean, come on now. It's going to happen. There's always going to be those outliers. Outlier statistical examples. Anyway. I don't know where to put my phone. It's falling. So without being too preachy, this is what I think. So you notice the government, all of a sudden it was a 14-day quarantine. It went to 10. Now it's to 5. And it's like if you're vaccinated, you don't need a quarantine. And what this is, in my opinion, is the government pivoting from we scared the crap out of you. We called you a murderer if you didn't wear a mask, didn't get your vaccine. And now it's like we can't the government can't afford to send out checks and keep everybody afloat. And so they're now pivoting to a point where what's going to happen is it's going to be like, oh, yeah, you got that. Cool. It's kind of like the cold. No big deal. Get your ass to work. And I think that's what's going on right now. And there's there's a lot of memes where people feel the same. There was one meme that went by, and I sent it out. I think you guys might have seen it. But it, it was a guy who says, uh, says, yeah, it turns out uh, you only have to quarantine if you're on a ventilator. But if your ventilator's got wheels and a battery pack, get your ass to work. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I think that's the truth. I think that's what we're witnessing. You know, This is a big, giant like social experiment on how to scare the population i mean i have to say in the beginning we didn't know but the data from italy some smart people were looking at what was going on and could tell this was not a big deal even though like nine hundred thousand people have died i think it's the earth just shedding shedding off a species that's you know killing it i i just don't listen to the government that's that solves most of your problems right there yeah I like to, I, I kind of had faith in science and the government, I guess, but then someone pointed out, they said, well, look at the, look at the, uh, healthcare the government provides, you know, like if you want government to run everything, like, you know, they have trouble running these big systems. So no government's conspiracy on the show though. Anyway, do you guys have any last thoughts? We're at 59 minutes and seven seconds. Perfect timing. My phone's about to die. That's why it's all dark. Good, well, good. Yeah. Part of the reason it's dark. Ace, your last words in 2021. Don't trust the government. Don't trust the government. Okay. My last words are stick with us for 2022 because we're going to have a lot more fun shows coming up. We're having fun doing this. Hopefully, you guys are having fun listening. And that is our final show for 2021. A big year. We did so many. We did like tons of shows this year. More than the last three years so that was cool 
and we're totally digging this whole like multi-person thing too so ace is gonna ace is gonna research and put together some beautiful shows for late january february maybe something about valentine's massacres something like that we'll go from there all right you guys sounds good stay with us next year thanks for listening and happy new year